Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. We pour our whole life into our children, our time, our energy, our love, our money, our hopes, our dreams really are focused on them. Imagine all the years, all the love you put in to your teen girl, and then in one moment, she's gone. I'm talking about a beautiful young teen girl, Naomi Hirion. Vanished. Won't you help us bring her home? Spring breakers and parents beware. The disappearance of honor student Natalie Holloway is a warning. We head to Aruba with Natalie's mom. What can we learn? Nancy Grace's shocking new investigation. Streaming now only on Fox Nation. Sign up today. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Joining me right now, not only her mother, but her sister as well. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. First of all, take a listen to the Lyon County Sheriff's Department. Spread the word about my sister as much as you can, because she, this was on Saturday morning. We don't know how fast that truck is going. She could be anywhere right now. But we are, we are out of time. And this, it's, this, it's so critical right now. To just anything that you know or heard or or thought of, like it needs to be reported. Truer words never spoken. And when I hear the words, we are out of time, that's not good. But there is hope to bring Naomi home alive. Yes, there is. We know the statistics. Imagine being taken in a kidnapper's vehicle. Every hour, 60 miles, every minute, another mile away from home. Again, I'm Nancy Grace, and this is Crime Stories. Thanks for being with us. Now, take a listen to the Lyon County Sheriff's Department press conference held late at night. Listen. When I didn't hear, I didn't see her on Saturday uh, because I went to bed super early. Uh, and she got home, she usually came home kind of later at night. And so that wasn't weird. And then when I saw that she didn't come home on Sunday. She worked so early in the morning. And she worked so early in the morning, et cetera. She came, she didn't come home on Sunday and I knew something was wrong. I immediately, you know, reached out to family first to see if they'd heard from her. I reached out to all the jails and hospitals in the nearby area. Uh, all the way from Churchill County to Washoe County, Sacramento, um, Carson City, everywhere like that. It was at that point that I knew something was wrong, and I made sure to call dispatch on Sunday night. Have you ever had that feeling where you don't know where your daughter, your son is? Are they lost in the mall? Are they lost in the store? They're not picking up their cell phone. You were hearing her brother, Casey who lives with her, describing when he realized something was very wrong. This teen girl has a job with Panasonic and works crazy hours, often catching the bus to get to work. Where is this girl? With me, an all-star panel to make sense of what we know right now. 
Kirk Nurmi, high-profile lawyer. You'll remember him from the Jody Arias, the sensational trial of Jody Arias, legal commentator and cast member, Radical Body Transformation on Amazon Prime, and author of Trapped with Ms. Arias, Dr. Angela Arnold, renowned psychiatrist, joining us from the Atlanta jurisdiction at AngelaArnoldMD.com, special deputy sheriff, Johnson County Sheriff's, Executive Director, Kelsey Smith Foundation at Kelsey'sArmy.com. Longtime friend and colleague, Greg Smith, joining us. Special guest with us, Diana Irion. Diana is Naomi's mother. And you can find Diana on Facebook at Naomi Irion dash missing slash abduction dash Fernley, Nevada. They are here begging for your help. Also with us, Tamara Cartwright, this is Naomi's sister. Fernley is a city in Nevada. It's part of the Reno Sparks metropolitan area, so not too far from Reno. Now, we know the population is only about 19,000 people, and that is very critical in a case like this. To Greg Smith, Special Deputy Sheriff, the population and the terrain the topography of where Naomi has gone missing is very important. I mean, think about it, Greg, with a population of about 19,000 people that really narrows the pool of people that may have taken Naomi. Yeah, smaller towns uh, sometimes make it easier, although you never know if it was somebody that came through that that, mm-hmm. uh, that nobody knows. So um, it's kind of hit or miss on that. But terrain, uh, topography, those those can all have uh, major effects on the on the search effort. You know, I, I'm thinking about what you just said, because to my understanding, we've been researching Fernley, Nevada. It's very close to Interstate 80, U.S. Route 50, uh, U.S. Route 95, 95A. Now, it's really critical that we're pointing that out too, Greg, because no one will ever forget Dylan Ashasta Groney uh, out in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. When you ride over where they were abducted, Greg, nothing but green. But they were abducted from their home near an interstate. A perv was driving by and saw them at a distance at an above-ground pool, pulled off the interstate, lay in wait, and killed the family and abducted the children. So you're right, Greg, even in a rural area, population 19,000 plus, strangers to the area can come into the area. And here are these interstate routes. Guys, you were hearing the sound that we played for you of various people speaking at the sheriff's presser. Now, take a listen to this. Naomi Erion went missing around five in the morning on March 12th from the Walmart parking lot in Fernley. Her brother didn't realize she was gone until the next day. On Sunday night, I wanted to talk to her, so I was waiting for her to come home from work, and she never came. Here's a photo of Naomi in June when she graduated from high school. She now lives with her brother, and she was last seen on her way to work. And they confirmed that she had missed her shifts both Saturday and Sunday, which was really unusual. 
Um, my daughter was extremely reliable. Her brother, Casey Valley, was worried when she didn't come home. He traced her steps and went to the bus stop at the Walmart, where Naomi usually hitched a ride to work in the Reno Sparks area. You were just hearing our friends at KOLO8, and now let's bring in the family of missing Naomi, a gorgeous teen girl who, by all accounts, if confronted with a scary situation, would not scream or fight, but would freeze. That's very important as this story unfolds. First to Diana, this is Naomi's mother. Diana, thank you for being with us. When did you realize Naomi was missing? I first realized Naomi was missing on Sunday when my son um, messaged me. I was in South Africa, in Pretoria, South Africa at the time, and my son messaged me and said, have you heard from Naomi? And I said, no, I I just talked to her a couple days ago. I haven't heard from her today. And he said, well, she didn't come home from work. And I said, you must call the police right now because that is not Naomi. Absolutely. I mean, you know, to Dr. Angie Arnold, who knows me very well, uh, Angie, a renowned psychiatrist in the Atlanta jurisdiction, Dr. Angela, you know, it would take hell and high water to keep me from for example, picking up the twins from school every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, just picking them up. I'd be on time right there front and center. If they call their dad and go, mom's not here, that would set off alarms. Now, for some people, Dr. Angela, it may not mean anything if you miss an appointment or you show up late or you, you're not where you're supposed to be. Right. But for people like Naomi, just a teen girl, but already incredibly responsible. Did you hear her? She'd go to a bus route, take a bus all the way to work to her job at Panasonic. Uh, never late, never missed work. And when mom, Diana, hears that, uh-uh, no. She knew immediately something was very wrong. Well, and I think what's scary is that very routine that she keeps. Yeah. Is that what got her in trouble? Explain what you're saying, and I agree with you, by the way. Well, if if she had this routine, this is her route that she takes to work every morning, and possibly somebody's been watching her, and that made it easier for that person to nab her. I don't know, but, well, you know but what? a routine can you're get you right. in trouble. And I write about that in my new book, Don't Be a Victim, that very thing. And as an example, I use a, a gorgeous young girl that would run 10 miles at least a day same route and she was shot on that route the furthermost point from her parents home where she lived someone knew her routine and buses weren't run on schedule they leave from parking lots they leave from areas that are publicly designated you can find them easily you know kirk nurmi high-profile defense attorney joining us kirk She's absolutely right. Yeah, you bet. I mean, Naomi was clearly a creature of habit, right? So this leaves us with two conclusions. Well, you say that like there's something you, wrong with it. I call it being reliable. No, not not at all. Not at all. Not at all. We're all creatures of habit to some degree. But this this ha- habitual behavior, her on time, everything else, made it easier for this predator to either act on the opportunity, the obsession to uh, perhaps kidnapping, or maybe the obsession was personal. The flip side of this to me, Nancy, as I see it, is that means that this perpetrator 
was likely in her world, at least enough to know her routine, or he had some sort of personal obsession with her. So that leads me to the conclusion that somebody out there knows something. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I want to go now to a special guest joining us. This is Naomi's sister, her mother and sister joining us right now. Tamara Cartwright. Tamara, uh, question. Tell me about her job at Panasonic. What I'm trying to find out is I'm basing this off Dr. Angela Arnold and Kirk Nurmi, what they've just said. Did she work with the public? Or was she like me all the way through college? I worked in the library, but in the back processing books. I never saw a soul beside Sister Mary, a little nun that worked with me in the back processing books. So tell me, what was her job at Panasonic, Tamara? Naomi works with uh, electronics, uh, building batteries, and she works in the factory there. And she has, uh, it's a really close-knit group of friends that she uh, that she works with. See, a lot of people that know that Naomi is missing. Guys, with you you just joining us. Naomi is missing. She is a teen girl, sweet, kind, loving, fastidious, hard worker, never missed work. Already at this young age, holding down a big job. Teen girl works at Panasonic. Many people think, Tamara, that she worked at a Panasonic store like she sold Panasonic goods to people like at a, a, a Best Buy, something like that. But that's not the case at all. Describe again. So she would go into work and she would, it was a factory situation, not Correct. dealing with the public. Is that right? Correct. Um, it was a factory situation. She would put on, uh, my brother called it a bunny suit every day over her clothes and she would work hard um, at making the batteries for Panasonic Electronics. What do you mean by a bunny suit? Um, it's it's a it's a protective suit that goes over her clothes. Got it. Got it. Got it. I wonder how many people work there tomorrow. I'm not sure, but it's a huge factory. Well, I can tell you this much, Greg Smith. Uh, Greg Smith joining me, special deputy sheriff of Johnson County. I'm sure that police have already vetted every single male at the factory. Yes, I know women have committed crimes, kidnaps before, but it's really rare. Wouldn't that be number one and to look for any love interest? Those two things, Greg Smith? Yeah, you're looking for people that uh, have daily contact with her at work. Um, all of those people in a in the standard investigation, you'd go in and talk to them, try to get as much information as you can, uh, especially Information like we were talking about earlier, those patterns of life. What do people do on a daily basis? Where are they at at certain times of the day? Um, when was the last time that uh, you saw her or had contact with her? All of those things are done uh, in another situation like this, in an abduction. Um, you're going to look at um, sexual predators that are in the area uh, and check check those registry lists and see who's close you know by. what's that, Greg Smith? The only sex predators we can look up in the area are the ones we know about that have been convicted and put on the sex predator uh, roster, registered as a sex offender. What about all the ones we don't know about? But yes, of course, you're right. You want to go to Naomi's mother. Diana, 
Tell me about her route to work. Well, she didn't. She doesn't live too far from the Walmart. It's it's um, about a mile and a half away. So she would get up early in the morning and she would be on um, her social media while she was getting ready. She would be Snapchatting and Instagramming. Okay, and that's so with her funny friend. because my twins I have a boy girl twin set and they're fourteen. When they're brushing their teeth, they're laughing because they're laughing at a cat in a swimming pool. I, I, I don't know what they're looking at, but exactly. I sometimes, yeah. and it's some crazy thing like somebody busting a watermelon and they think it's just hilarious. They're doing it while they're getting ready. And this yeah, morning, I mean, Lucy, my daughter was late getting in the car. And I'm like, Lucy, you have to not look at your phone when you're getting ready, honey, and eating breakfast. And she says, I wasn't. And I said, Lucy, should I believe you or my lying eyes? I saw you. Okay. She said, but yeah. mom, I was just looking up, fill in the blank. I don't know what she was looking. I was ch checking grades at school. Fat chance. I know she was looking at videos right. on TikTok and, because she was laughing. She was laughing. But that yeah. that's not unusual. And it just no. warms my heart to think of Naomi up getting ready and doing her social media. Okay. I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Well, because Naomi's lived all over the world because our, our family is a diplomatic family. My husband works for the Department of State. And so she's, you know, we've lived in Russia and Germany and we've been in France and all over Europe and Africa. And so she has friends everywhere. And so she would use the time in the early morning when it's later there um, to the east to talk to her friends. And so she would do that while she was getting ready early in the morning. Then she would get in her car and she usually stopped by at a local convenience store. That's where some of the security camera footage is of her buying um, an energy drink. And that's where we okay, see well, well, the well, clothes well, that well, she's wearing. Hold on. You got me drinking out of the fire hydrant. For those of you just joining us, help us find Naomi. Think about your teen girl or teen boy just missing. Out of the blue, the mother is beside herself. Help us. Let me give you the tip line. 775-463-6620. Repeat. 775-463-6620. Diana, could you just tell me that routine one more time? So she would get up very early in the morning while it was still dark because she had to catch her um, Panasonic shuttle bus at um, between 530 and 540. Oh, my so goodness. Get up very, I thought I was up early. early. And she would be um, snapping, Snapchatting, and, and DMing with her friends while she was getting ready because she has friends everywhere. And then she would usually stop at a convenience store on the way to the Walmart parking lot. It's only about a mile and a half away from the house where she lives in Fernley. And she would usually pick up snacks or drinks or something at the convenience store. And then she would drive to the Walmart. It was just a couple of blocks from the convenience store. And she would park near a light pole that has a security camera because it was dark and she thought she would be safe with the light pole and the security camera right on her car. And but she would get there early so that she could spend her time talking to her friends because when she got to work, you know, she, she had to wear the, the protective uh, suit so, and she couldn't be on her phone and have it out all day long. And she worked um, 12, 13 hour shifts at the Panasonic factory. Diana Arion, this is Naomi's mother. 
in tears, describing how her teen girl would park next to the light pole in the parking lot, thinking that would protect her. And you know, Diana, I do the very same thing. Tamara Cartwright with me. This is Naomi's sister. Explain to me how Walmart fits into this scenario because she worked at Panasonic. Right. So my sister would uh, go to the Walmart every day in Fernley, Nevada to take a shuttle bus to her job at Panasonic, which is near Reno. Um, the Walmart is only about a mile and a half away from the house and Reno's, you know, you know, a 30 minute drive. So it's like a park and ride type of situation. So Walmart lets them, would let her and others park in their parking lot. And then they would catch a shuttle bus to the Panasonic location. Right. Correct. Um, the, Walmart's one of the largest parking lots around here, other than the Flying J, which is mostly for, you know, semi trucks. Got it. Guys, take a listen to our cut 15. This is the Lyon County Sheriff's Department. My girlfriend and I went to Walmart and uh, we tracked security down at Walmart and they were very helpful and uh, I'm very thankful to them for letting us barge in on them and showing us that footage. And, and as soon as we saw that, I, I reported it as a kidnapping. What went through your mind? Did, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I guess no one knows what they expect to see. You're just going to go look and see if they've got anything. What went through your mind when like, you saw the activity? Uh, I was mortified. Uh, you know, it was, I didn't expect to see that. You know, I, I expected to, I was just trying to verify that she made it to Walmart, you know, and, uh, or, got on the bus. or, that, or whether or not she got on the bus, but I had heard from HR at Panasonic because I've heard emergency contact. So on Monday, uh, I got in touch with them before I went to Walmart even, and they verified that she had no called no show on Saturday and Sunday. You are hearing Naomi's brother speaking at the sheriff's presser. Now, what does the video show? Take a listen to our cut number two from KOLO. Walmart had surveillance video and shared it with Casey. Here's a snapshot of that video showing the suspect. Casey says the video shows this man getting into Naomi's car and driving off with her in the passenger seat. Once we found the footage, um, which appears to be um, nondescript male, average height, average build, completely covered up with a mask and a hood. And Casey says no one recognizes the man in the video. And some monster takes them. You don't know what's happened. You don't know where they are. And nobody even noticed she was missing. Naomi's mom feels helpless. She lives in South Africa and can only sit on the sidelines waiting for her son to call with any information. Just he tells me everything that he knows as soon as he knows it. To Audrey Conklin joining us from Fox News Digital. Describe what is on the video, Audrey. Yeah, a monster is pretty much the perfect way, I think, to describe this kidnapping suspect. Um, he's wearing a gray hooded sweatshirt and jeans. You can't see his face at all. It's just a black circle. And police say he walked from um, the area of a homeless encampment into the parking lot. And he's standing in front of cars, looking in windshields into headlights before he eventually approaches Naomi. It's 
creepy and suspicious. It's telling me a lot, Kirk Nurmi, he had a mask, a hood. He's there at 5 a.m. That's a very unusual time for a kidnapping, right? Yeah, you bet. And it goes back to what we said earlier about opportunity and habit. You know, we can narrow, the good news is about this is we can narrow in to really find this predator. We want to be looking not just at Walmart, but also at the convenience store. Did they have some interaction with her at the convenience store? I think police should be looking at everyone who works at the convenience store and frequent customers because this opportunity just wasn't happenstance. This was the guy who was prepared for it and knew her habits and probably had some interaction with her around this time of day. But then we find out about more video. Take a listen to our cut three, K-H-O-U-11. Not shared, according to the family in a local TV interview, is video of him forcing his way into her car. This person did say or do something to Naomi to make her move over from the driver's side to the passenger's side. This wasn't chance. This was something that he was thinking about, and he was very suspicious looking. Arion's four-door sedan was later found in this industrial area where it was processed and from where authorities believe the suspect may have driven away in this dark Chevy pickup. We have no idea where she is. She's been missing for almost a week. Cartwright, who flew to Nevada to help in the search, believes someone may have betrayed Naomi's trusting nature. I can't think about how it will end other than uh, us finding my sister. I'm trying to think about what we just heard, her trusting nature. What do you mean by that to Naomi's mother, Deanna, her trusting nature? Explain. Naomi is, she loves people. She's an extrovert. She loves people and she wants to help people. And she connects with people immediately when she meets them. And she immediately trusts everyone and believes what they say to her. And it's something I've had to caution her over for a very long time because I'm not like that. And um, it's she's been hurt by some friends in the past because she trusts what they say to her and it turns out to not be true. And then she, she gets hurt by it. And, but um, it's who she is. She loves everyone. I find it very interesting. Um, as actually, take a listen to Naomi's dad speaking in our cut 12 at the Lyon County Sheriff's Department press conference. Naomi is not a fighter, meaning the guy who pushed her into a car, she froze. She didn't do anything. She just froze. And she, yeah. We can clarify really quick, and detect- detective, correct me if I'm wrong. We're not saying that this person was necessarily a homeless person who came from that direction. Like, but so, but it's enough of something to, to state that it's worth noting. Um, this person did say or do something to Naomi to make her move over from the driver's side to the passenger side. That's as far as I know what we know so far. He could have said anything like, I'll shoot you or I'll kill you, move over. But with her personality being, um, I, I perceive, a little timid, quote, not a fighter, she would have done it. Rule number one, never go in the car with a perp. No matter what they threaten, do not leave in the car. 
So what can we tell you about what Naomi was wearing? What did she look like that morning? Take a listen to Our Cut 21 again from the press conference. We're also looking for her purse. It's a black In any of her clothing, she was wearing a the blue Panasonic t-shirt and she was wearing a gray cardigan. And I think she was wearing gray sweatpants and blue Ugg boots. Uh, they were no. either gray, black, or brown. Gray, black, were, or brown. I think they were like a faded black. Yes. Uh, they're like, uh, they're knockoff Uggs, so they're not, they're not name brands. Yes. So if you find any of that just laying out, please call. It could be vital to saving her life. And that's our number one goal right now. Please save my daughter. Please. Anything. Any little tiny bit of information, please call. And it is possible. I know the hours are ticking by, but it is possible to bring Naomi home alive. We know what she was wearing. We know where she went missing. We know she was taken by a male. We know they switched cars. What about the timeline? Can we nail that down? Take a listen to Cut 17 from the presser. On March 12, 2022, at approximately 0509 hours, Naomi parks at the Fernley Walmart. Um, it's located off 1550 East Newlands Drive in Fernley. At approximately between 0509 hours and 0523 hours, Naomi is active on social media, which is common, according to her family. Um, at 0523 hours is her last Snapchat ping. Um, we know that uh, she was active on social media up until that point and active on her cell phone. At 0524 hours, the suspect approaches Naomi's vehicle. And at 0525 hours, Naomi's vehicle leaves the Walmart parking lot with the suspect driving the vehicle. On March 15, 2022, Naomi's vehicle is recovered. And we're currently processing all evidence with that. What does that mean, Greg Smith, to process the vehicle? That's where you have a team of technicians come in and they're gonna do um, they're going to look for touch DNA that, that they can uh, take from the vehicle. Uh, all the DNA processing will be done first, and then they'll go after fingerprints. Fingerprints are much more destructive to the crime scene when you start uh, spreading powder and that to try to get those, those prints lifted. Um, um, you know, first of all, uh, let me say to the family how sorry I am um, for the situation that you're in. My daughter was kidnapped, so I understand exactly what you're going through. Um, and, and exactly what all of this stuff means, the processing of the car and all of that. And, and it's just heart-wrenching to hear this. Um, but know that, that, that all of these things are being done and that, and that uh, the law enforcement authorities are doing everything they can to try to bring Naomi home. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. You know what's uh, another interesting fact? Diana, this is Naomi's mother joining us. Diana, do you believe that she was like looking down at her phone on Snapchat or texting on social media and did not see this guy first approach her car? Yes, I think that's true. And he didn't, you know, he was in the parking lot for a while, circling the parking lot, and he stood in front of her car, staring at her. 
for a, mo- for a few moments before he approached the driver's side of her car where she was sitting. I'm, uh, you're, you're exactly correct, Diana. I'm looking at the video right now. The footage that was obtained from Walmart, uh, which is incredible footage, shows the perp that pacing back and forth in the parking lot. Um, tell me about what was. Tell me about her car again, Diana. Her car is uh, Naomi's car is a 1992. <laughs> Mercury Sable. Mercury Sable. Yes. What color? What color? It's gray. No. Okay. It's light blue. Light blue. Yeah, I think in the video I can actually see a a, a light a light blue car parked. Um, I just wanted to clarify yeah, that jump her in. car is her car is uh cropped out of that video. It's not, not visible in the video. Darn. Okay, I thought that I could spot her car because I see a blue vehicle. But I'm also noticing that this parking lot where the guy is pacing back and forth is largely empty. I only see one car in that particular spot. But for Pete's sake, it's 524 in the morning. And he is pacing back and forth as if he is waiting on her. Then stands, according to mom, Diana Irion, he stands in front of her car and stares at her for several moments. And she, unbeknowing, is, you know, Snapchatting and having fun online. Then he approaches her, says something to her that must scare her so much, she moves over and they drive away. Now, the car is found. Her car is found. Take a listen to Our Cut 7, our friends at KOLO 8. Two days after Naomi disappeared, Lyon County deputies found her car in the industrial park in Fernley. The sheriff's office says evidence found in the car indicates criminal activity. Her family assumes that because of what Naomi is not doing. She's 18. She's always on social media constantly. And she has not been on social media since Saturday morning. We can't lose sight of what's really important, and that's Naomi's life. And uh, time's ticking. We're... We're out of time. And what about that phone? We know now that cell phone data can try be triangulated to pinpoint where the cell phone is. Take a listen to our cut 18 from the press conference. Uh, here's a map provided to us from the FBI of Naomi's uh, cell phone mapping uh, images, basically just showing that she was active at the Walmart parking lot between 0509 a.m. and 0525 a.m. Uh, Lyon County with uh, assistance of the Washington County uh, Sheriff's Office Search and Rescue, Lyon County Sheriff's Office Search and Rescue has con- uh, conducted multiple searches through the air and on the ground looking for Naomi. Uh, the prior image, I'll back up to that real quick. This cell phone mapping led us to an area um, off of Highway 427 and Hill Ranch Road in Wadsworth. That's why we were out there um, searching in the previous days. Lyon County uh, citizens have also done a search. Uh, Everybody's doing everything they can right now to look for Naomi. Where is Naomi Irion, a teen girl who works at the local Panasonic factory, takes a bus from the Walmart parking lot or was supposed to, but that never happens. She was a no-show at work that day. She never made it on the bus. Great new surveillance video shows a male approaching her 
they drive away in the car. Audrey Conklin joining us from Fox News Digital. Could you make out the perp's hands? I could not. Is he white, black? His face is covered. So the only clue would be his hands. I couldn't make out his hands either. Um, But we do know that um, authorities believe You know, her disappearance was criminal in nature based on the evidence they found in her abandoned car. So, you know, whoever he is, wherever he came from, we know that what he has done is criminal. Guys, I'm trying to find out more about this perp. Um, Last ping on Highway 427 to Tamar Cartwright. This is Naomi's sister. Can you understand how... They have an ID on the second car. They think that the perp left with Naomi in a second car. Is that correct? The police have said that this is a vehicle of interest. They have not released whether Naomi left in that car. They have not released um, any other information than that this is a vehicle of interest for the case. Okay, you're, you're very right. To Audrey Conklin, what is the description of the vehicle we're searching for right now? The vehicle we're searching for is a new Chevy truck. Uh, it's what? Got- I'm sorry, you cut out on me. What? Sorry, it's it's a large new Chevy truck. I believe it's a um, Chevy 2500, and it's Silverado. dark. Did somebody jump in? What? Yeah, it- that was me. It's a it's a Silverado 25 or 3500. Silverado 25 or 3500. Go ahead, Audrey. We don't know anything else about really the interior of the vehicle. Um, Police have released a photo of it. It's just a dark blue truck, basically. This is Tamara. I uh, would also like to specify that the police are saying that it's dark blue or black. Dark blue or black. They've got a really good mock-up of it. Dark blue or black. Any chance of a partial tag number, Tamara? So far, nothing about a license plate or tag number has been released. Tamara, do you know why they're interested in a dark blue or black large Chevy Silverado 2500 or 3500? Why? Why has that piqued their interest? Uh, The police have not released that information. I understand. There's some reason they are giving us that bolo. Be on the lookout. Take a listen to our Cut 20. I just flew in from South Africa last night. My husband and I are in the Foreign Service, um, serving at the U.S. Mission in Pretoria, South Africa. I want to ask everyone in the public, if you have seen this truck, even in the corner of your eye, oh, that's a big blue truck, please call Secret Witness or the Lyon County Sheriff Department. If you know of somebody who has a big blue new truck with the chrome and all those details on it that's in the picture, Please call the secret witness or the Lyons County Sheriff's Office. If you're out and about and you see a cell phone on the ground, you're like, oh, that's weird. It's a cell phone. Please call secret witness or the Lyons County Sheriff. Please. It's an iPhone. Yes. It's yeah, an iPhone. Or pieces of it. Or even pieces of it. It looks like a broken cell phone. You are hearing Naomi's mother, Diane, Diana Irion, begging for your help. Diana, if you could speak to Naomi right now, what is your message? Uh, my message to my my boo-boo bunny. I love you beyond life, and I want you 
to know that we are looking for you. Everyone is looking for you, and we will find you. You have to hold on. Do not give up. Do everything you can to make a signal to someone, anyone. Hold on, baby, we're coming. If you can help Naomi's family, if you know anything, if you think you know anything, please call 775-463-6620. Repeat, 775-463-6620. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend.